Today's read, A Moment of Silence, Midnight Three by Sister Soja, Chapter 26, Light. You fucking with that soft kid, Deshaun said. I looked up from my tray and locked eyes with him. Each one teach one. That's your belief, right? I said. He cracked a smile. So did mathematics at the other end of the M3 table. I knew they were five percenters. Same as my man Amir and his father. Of course, I had heard their talk. It wasn't my way, but some of the fives claimed to be Muslim and others denied. Yet I know even the ones who denied felt a connection and a respect for Islam. They had to. You a teacher or a cold-blooded murder money soldier, Deshaun spit. You cracked the soft boy's skull and then took him under your wing. That's cold, but it's smart. He definitely won't be diming you out in exchange for the protection. I'm just doing your job, I said. Non-cipher, my job, he repeated, and all the M3s were watching our convo closely. I'm the poor righteous teacher, civilizing the 85er. That's your job. Instead, you caked up and chilling with the tempest, and I said, and all the gods leaned back, mood moving from surprise to laughter to anger. Is that a challenge? Deshaun asked me. What would Daquan say, I replied, knowing he was heavily invested in admiring and pleasing his oldest brother and living up to his brother's orders. You know the god Daquan don't fuck with no soft motherfuckers, he said solemnly. Daquan would say that you and me should fight a fair one. Daquan would set it up, promote it, and be standing right there to watch it go down, I said. It's either that... Or Daquan would appreciate you reporting to him that we got this whole dorm on lock. Let him know I'm soldiering for the 85. And you holding it down. And running the industry and the paper. (laughs) That's word, Jamar said. Slaughter grimaced. We should hold him down. They ain't doing nothing but praying to their mystery god, Mathematics said. And they ain't fucking up the business, Narcotics said word, Imperial said. Don't be quick to hop on his nuts, Slaughter warned. Peep how he's raising up a little army. First it was him praying for Delph. Now it's nine of them motherfuckers. And he got Kareem Ali all on his tip. The CEOs ain't feeling none of that talk. How they be talking and the prayers they be making. That shit got CEOs on edge. The CEOs, I said. Are they the 10% or the 85, I asked, knowing Slaughter wasn't a 5%er, and dividing Deshaun from his right-hand man, Deshaun looked at me. We definitely don't give a fuck about what the CEOs think, Deshaun said, feeling and knowing the importance of separating himself from the authorities. It was a mean game of chess I was playing with him, but I wasn't playing. Stay out of the way like you've been doing. The M3s definitely going to protect the poor righteous teacher, Deshaun announced. Checkmate, I said to myself.
gotten Leviticus to meet me in the library every other day and the down days were for reading on his own. The Quran was his first and most important book. Leviticus learned the short first chapter, the opening, by heart. It has seven ayats. The key was that once he understood and accepted that there is only one God and that it's not none of these dudes, it helped to strengthen him and diminish his fears slowly as the days and weeks dragged by. At the same time, it helped him to learn not to worship his mother, not to hold her as his standard, or expect her to be his source of protection. His confusion over her began to clear up. It is important for fatherless sons to know that it is okay to love their broken mothers, but to separate that from what they should respect and view as an example. Otherwise, their relationships would forever be fucked up. Confused sons would choose to love a woman who is a whore, the same as his mother, or confused sons who hate their mothers would hate women altogether. In his notebook, I had seen some random scribble that in tiny letters said, I have loved you since I was 12. I was happy to see that, considering all he had been through, and struck up a conversation with him about girls. You have a girlfriend, I asked him. No, he signaled. You liked her, but didn't tell her, I asked. No, he signaled, and opened up to a blank page and wrote, I like you. That's cool. You can like me, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about girls. I flipped the pages and pointed to what he had scribbled. He wrote underneath his words, I have loved you since I was 12. I watched. You were my first and only love. He wrote, Who? I asked. You, he wrote. I didn't break his jaw all over again. I was caught completely off guard and couldn't process or do the math on anything like what he was expressing. You hurt me, but I admire you as a man and feel love for you in my heart, he wrote to me. I looked at him. There he was, the same as his mother, with her same emotions. She wanted a man, and he did too. She loved men who hurt her, and he did too. I told him, your confusion comes from your bad experiences. You admire me, and that's okay. But as far as affection and intimacy, that's a man-woman thing. You have to move everything into its right and original category. Put everything back where it belongs and where it was before you got hurt and confused the first time, I told him. The Rikers counselor said, I should just accept myself the way I am, he wrote. Think about it. For any other pain or illness or trauma, the doctor would give you medicine and treatment to put things back the way they were before you got sick or hurt. 
even with your broken jaw. The doctors worked hard to put your bones back into place and have your face as it was before. How come for this one thing that came from your being hurt and taken advantage of by dirty men, the counselor advises you not to try to fix it? Leviticus looked like he was thinking about something he had never thought about before. Did he try to touch you? I asked Leviticus. Did the counselor put his hands on you? Silence was his answer. Word is bond is real for me. I stuck with Leviticus because I said I would. I continued to teach him and read Quran with him and make the prayers with him because it was my word and my atonement. Besides, Leviticus was no threat to me. I even got teacher Kareem Ali to organize a visitation between Leviticus and a nice 16 years young female who had recently become a believer from his mosque. I wanted Leviticus to be able to break the everyday routine of seeing and being surrounded by only male prisoners and guards and just sit with her and talk and look and feel, which is all that could be done while locked up. I wanted to see how he would react to meeting not one of the three girls photographed topless in their panties whose pictures circulated all around the jail dorm, but a female who had humbled herself and was striving the same as he was. More importantly, I wanted him to see, feel, and explore for himself and for his healing. Alhamdulillah, slowly but surely, by the end of his six weeks of studying with me and being visited by her, he changed. You have a visitor, the CEO said to me. No, was all I replied. You're not interested in the pretty girls, he asked me but more like he was trying to call me out in front of the other inmates. Going once, he counted down. What's her name? Deshaun called out. Strange name. Exotic beauty, the CEO said sarcastically, and my chest got tight. Going twice. I was 100 that it wasn't one of my wives. They wouldn't overturn my order. Go meet a man. What's the problem? Yes, yes, y'all said. You can send me by proxy. I'll give her a message. It's better than just leaving her hanging. Siamonique, going three times. Done. The CEO had called out her name and walked away. No visitors, I spoke up as he left, reminding him. I'm the inmate who wants zero visitors. Still, I was thinking how the Red Flamingo, a.k.a. Siamonique, could have found me under the name Jordan Mann. Was it in the newspaper and she had peeped it all out? Mm. No matter, I told myself. She definitely doesn't know my true name or my street name, Midnight. She had my washed murder clothes that I left behind, but she wouldn't do or say anything. I was certain. You got a kite from his majesty, Imperial said, six days after the Red Flamingo had attempted to see me on a visit. Stop fucking around, I told him. Where's the mother, he said, letting me know that he was serious. That's his brother, Deshaun said. He's locked up over in C-74, same as Daquan. I took the kite. Couldn't believe Imperial's brother was named 
his majesty. I'm headed up north, same location as my man verse. Before he got sent up, he wanted me to relate to you his gratitude. Verse said, you is a supreme soldier. You under his protection, wherever his arms got reached, the note said. That's crazy, I thought to myself. I never met this red verse cat. Just walked into his laundromat the night of the murder, and somehow she got turned upside down. I looked up. I already know what's in the letter. That's big, Deshaun said. Versus operation is huge. Different territory and product, but larger network and greater influence and reach than my brother. That's what Quan told me. Puerto Rican Paco. You don't say much, but you do speak Spanish. Is that right? I asked him. Somewhat, he said. I noticed the Latin kings speak Spanish, and the Dominicans and the two dudes from Nicaragua. What's the deal? You all speak in Spanish, but not speaking to one another. Just curious, I told him, but I had a plan more than a curiosity. The niggas is all speaking English, but all hooded and ganged up and not speaking to each other. What's the deal with that? He replied. True, I admitted. I try to give peace to each man regardless. Thought I'd send a simple greeting to the kings and the other Spanish-speaking brothers with your help. I can help you with that, but just so you know, they all divided for different reasons, but united about one thing, he said. What is it? So if you're trying to get them on your prayer lineup money, it ain't going to happen, even with your clout. I smiled. Muslims respect the prophet Jesus, peace be upon him. I'm not at war with Jesus or the Christians. I'm planning to get up a soccer game, though. I want to invite everybody to play. Play soccer. Something different for cats like us that have been doing the same routine every day, I said. No, I'm a criminal. I'm your man, Deshaun. I'm better than these other dudes. I'm not pretending to be God. I'm not poor. I'm not righteous. I don't give a fuck about teaching the next man shit. These niggas gotta teach themselves. I raise myself on the streets. I prowl. I see what I want. I take it. Don't move, I warn them. If they cooperate, I don't slit their throats or put a bullet in their head, Slaughter said. Deshaun, I'm holding you down, but why are we holding this nigga down? He don't even put in no work. He wants to keep his hands clean. He's over there having picnics with the fucking foreigners and protecting the fucking faggots. Murder money mayhem never been about that. Him and his crew out here praying like a group of grandmas. What the fuck is up with that? Slaughter was furious. He had been in a silent uproar ever since Teacher Ali had given the class definitions of the contradictions and differences between criminals and revolutionaries and prisoners and political prisoners. I already stated my position. Long as him and his crew don't fuck up the money, I ain't got no beef with him, Narcotic said. But I agree with Slaughter. Them foreign Spanish niggas, 
I never liked the way they hustle. They fear with their own kind, but cheat niggas. They charge us more for the product and give us less on the cut. They always deal with niggas curbside on the block. Don't even want you in the lobby of their building or up in their cribs like we ain't all doing the same thing. They don't give a fuck when we exposed. Something goes down, them motherfuckers be all on their walkie-talkie speaking Spanish, warning their crew about the movement of the beast on the block. But once they got our money in their pocket, they don't give a fuck if the cops sweep us up. Sometimes I even wondered if they was letting the beast know which black guys was up in their area copping, using us as a decoy, sacrificing us to cover up their own dealings, Narcotic said. That's the Dominicans, not the Puerto Ricans, Puerto Rican Paco said. I helped Black make the connection with them because it wasn't nothing to it. It was just a soccer game and that shit went off good. You know how it is. Usually we warren with them. It was nice to have a few days apiece and it was good for business. They ain't got their hands in our pockets. We ain't preventing them from earning either. All good. There's enough to go around, Paco said. Non-cipher slaughter. If you had knowledge yourself, you'd recognize the position you put Deshaun in. He can't flip on his brother's orders. He won't go against the gods. You shouldn't even be asking him to do that. If you got a beef with Black, just go head up with him. If it's not one-on-one, this whole place gonna get turned out. We each gonna get boxed up, Jamar said. I'm not no motherfucking caveman. Fuck fighting with fists. Fuck face to face and head up. I'm coming in the cover of darkness, cutting hearts out of chests, causing bloodshed. That's more respectful. I got one man in my scope. Y'all already know. I won't cross Deshaun or fuck up the money. And I don't mind getting only my hands dirty, Slaughter said. Yeah? But that one man, if you hit him up, you got murder, money, mayhem versus the Muslims, and they definitely going to retaliate. The Latin kings usually stay out of our business, but like you said, since the soccer joint, they might try and jump in on his side. He got them other foreign dudes with him and cats from all the boroughs who he helped in them study groups, Mathematics said. You proving my point right there, Slaughter said. He think he bigger than the M3s. He think he's bigger than us. He gotta go. No one gave a response. There was only silence. That was the exchange they had in the cipher before dawn. In the same space, at the same time as the prayer. same day back then I still ate my morning meal with the M3s it was the first meal we ever had in complete silence in fact there was a strange silence throughout that whole day teacher Mac peeped it when no one in the class would answer his questions no matter how he poked and provoked When we got to teacher Kareem Ali's class, he wasn't there. Instead, 
there was a meek man whose presence was the opposite of Teacher Ali. Once he said he was our new teacher, the whole class went deaf, dumb, and blind. It was as though the same bodies were in the room, but each soul had slipped beneath the slim space at the bottom of the door and escaped down the corridor. Lunch was silent, and the corrections officers had no clue. It was intriguing how leery the silence made the COs. One of them was so stupid, he began barking orders at a time when everyone was following orders, out of routine and without error. On the yard, there was no movement. Everyone was grouped up in their sections. No games being played, just silent signaling and a few sharp weapons being passed off on the low and then concealed. Dinner time, silence, same thing. All males moving through the corridors, close in the line, but never touching. One line exiting the cafeteria area while another entering from the opposite direction. Another CO was holding back a third line till the two lines moved through. Fourth line was paused on the stairs, guarded by their CO. I was heading my line as usual. There was a push from behind, men falling forward like dominoes, then balancing back up. Keep your hands to your sides. Stay to your right. Keep the line moving, ladies, CO Gordon called out. I heard a scuffle. Turning, I saw slaughter who was in the middle of my line, moving like an offensive line man, but instantly being blocked by the men who stood in between me and him. Ladies, step back into the line, the CEO said, but my man immediately in front of Slaughter was bleeding. All eyes followed the trail of the blood, and in less than a second, lines two and three jumped in forming a mass that was no longer on the right of the line in either direction. The COs began pulling bodies back, but like an onion, the men were layered too deep, and the stabbing motions were swift and silent. The fourth line of inmates flooded through the doorway, cause their CO left his position to clamp down on the fight. Fists were flying and bodies were piling up. The alarm went off on a day of silence. Riot patrol came blasting through the door. Their response, so immediate, it was as though they expected it. The pepper spray was let off and had inmates trying to cover their eyes, some coughing up dinner. We were all face down on the floor, hands tied behind our backs with tight, sharp, thick plastic cuffs, heavy knees and heavier boots pinned on our backs to hold us in position. Blood, shit, vomit, and piss on the floor. The medical team arrived, identifying the injured and moving them onto the gurneys to be transported out for treatment. Slaughter was laid out. He had a sharp shank lodged deep in his side like a skewer and his intestines oozing out like sauce. I smiled. He looked like shish kebab. He looked down at me from that hospital gurney with that Brooklyn dirty smirk. 
They moved him out. Deshaun and me and all of the M3s were locked in that deadpan stare from the floor. A CO had his heavy boot pressed down on the side of Deshaun's face. You good? Deshaun asked me from his uncomfortable position. I nodded. I'm back in the box.